So this shows up through society, um, this missing of the mystery, right? Like the need for womb wellness. It shows up through society, through religion, and through culture. How we're perceived. Women are supposed to be quiet. Women are supposed to be docile. Women are supposed to be in the house. Women are supposed to keep it clean. Women are, are not supposed to go anywhere when they're on their period. They're not supposed to cook when they're on their period. You're not supposed to sit on anything when you're on your period. Depending on the experience that you have, Greetings. Welcome to the Empowered Womb Healing Podcast. I am your host, women's wellness coach, doctorate of natural medicine, and doula Odessa Thornhill. I've been working as a healer for almost 20 years. I offer natural holistic support to those who suffer from irregular and abnormal cycles, hormone imbalance, and chronic womb health conditions. I help my clients achieve concrete transformational results and vibrant health, mind, body, soul, and womb without the feeling of overwhelm from DIY holistic medicine. Each episode, I'm going to talk about different strategies and ways of thinking I believe each woman needs to have in place and be functioning from to be able to empower her self-care and feminine healing journey to cultivate and manifest a life of love, joy, peace, and happiness as a way of life not just the passing dream. So, Womb Wellness 101. <clears throat> I wanted to start off with the question of what is womb wellness? Um, and I see it as a movement, right? This womb wellness, it's a movement. Um, it's working towards getting awareness to women that the pain and discomfort that you're feeling primarily with uh, your reproductive health, the symptoms that you're feeling, the discomfort that you're feeling, the disconnection that you're feeling, the ambiguity that you're feeling, uh, there's a reason for it, right? It isn't just, you know, going to the doctor and getting the response from the doctor that you may or may not want to hear, be it medication, surgery, or what have you, and to continue living. It's about understanding, you know, how illness comes into play, right? Because illness is there for a reason, how imbalances come into play and how they can move us into a greater awareness of who we are. Because I'll start off by saying as well that anything that manifests on the physical level, anything that is happening in the concrete right now that you can see, feel, hear, and touch is also happening emotionally. It's also happening mentally and it's also happening spiritually, right? Karmically, solar, solarically, monadic, buddhic. It's on all these, you know, multidimensional layers and levels that we are either aware of or not aware of. So, for example, <clears throat> if an individual has been sick for a while uh, and say you're going to have a heart attack or say you had a heart attack, there was probably... Um, some evidence in your energetic field, right? We talk about electromagnetic waves. We talk about the biomagnetic field. We talk about the aura. This is real, right? If we were to look at, you know, our bodies and the gas that's around us, you know, we're able to influence it. Um, and so um, in our energetic field around us, we have all of our thoughts, all of our feelings, all of our emotions. And when we do not take heed, when we do not pay attention to what's happening spiritually, and we keep allowing ourselves to come up against the walls, right? Not answering the questions, not doing the work, trying to, you know, 
get beyond, uh, you know, uh, the challenges, it can concretize itself and it'll come down into the mental layer and the way that you're thinking and the paradigms, you know, the patterns that you're thinking, the things that you're saying to yourself, the things that you're doing towards other people, right? And if you're not aware of that, it can come down even more into the emotional level and how you're feeling and, you know, how you respond to what you're feeling and how you allow what you're feeling to dictate what you're going to be doing. And if you don't deal with it there, then it comes down into the physical layer and it manifests there as illness. Okay. So I have to make sure and give you this, um, uh, beginning, um, so that you know, uh, where, where we're coming from, you know, where I'm coming from as I move forward, because I work from a multidimensional perspective and I really want you to understand that. Okay. So this womb wellness movement is about understanding that the mystery of the womb has been stolen away from us. It has been suppressed, right? from us and it shows up in the illness it shows up in the pms it shows up in the women forcing themselves to do more to be more masculine and this doesn't have anything to do with your choice or non-choice of gender it doesn't have anything to do with that right we can we all have masculine and we all have feminine energy inside of us all of us every single one of us before you became a boy you looked like a girl right <laughs> in your in the womb as a fetus right this is scientific fact so we all have the hormones for male and female inside of us. We all have the energy for masculine and feminine inside of us. And what has happened is because of how the mystery of the feminine, because that's what it represents. The feminine energy represents the mystery, the silence, the soul, the introspection, right? The, the beingness, the need to not go forward and do and be aggressive and, you know, go ahead and answer and just, you know, be seen. When we are acting more in our masculine, right? There's a, there's a time for that. And when you are occupying that space from an unhealthy uh, perspective, right? This is where you begin to feel like you're over exhausted, you know, like you're going out and you don't want to go out and you're doing things that you don't want to do. And you see yourself in places you don't want to be in and you're not respecting your boundaries and you're sick and you're not, you know, taking up the responsibility for that. And you keep on going, right? Because your energies are completely mixed up. And why is that? Right. So this shows up through society, um, this missing of the mystery, right? Like the need for womb wellness. It shows up through society, through religion and through culture, how we're perceived. Women are supposed to be quiet. Women are supposed to be docile. Women are supposed to be in the house. Women are supposed to keep it clean. Women are, are not supposed to go anywhere when they're on their period. They're not supposed to cook when they're on their period. You're not supposed to sit on anything when you're on your period. Depending on the experience that you have, Right. Like if you're coming from, example, a religious experience and you go into a lot of religious texts, they, they put down the energy of women. You know, you will have your key, you know, women in, in, in your holy books, right, in your holy stories. But it depends on if it's a matriarchal system. If it's not a matriarchal system, which most right now is not, the women will either have been erased from history, the stories have been changed or they're in me mediocre or less than substantial roles, 
Okay. And so this does something to your psyche. If this is what you're thinking, if you're constantly thinking that you have to be, you know, a certain way and look a certain way and be a certain way, right. Based off of, you know, your gender, based off of your female parts, right. I would say that not your gender, but based off of your female parts, you're supposed to live and act and be a certain way. And you don't fit into that mold or you're confused about it. This is where we have issues. This is where the problems begin because you're not tapping into your own intuitive nature. You're actually suppressing it because you're, you've been told that this is not something that you should be doing. You know, you start going against the grain of what you think that you should be doing. You're doing what other people want you to do. Right. So I just, I need to set up the, the, the groundwork here. You know, I like before we dive all the way in, I need to set up the groundwork so that you all understand, um, you know, what's going to happen. And so another reason why it's important for us to be aware of womb wellness and what it does for us specifically as black women, specifically as melanated women, Women in general, everyone who carries female parts, you have a womb, you have fallopian tubes, you have ovaries, you had them removed, you've experienced menopause, right? Like there's something very, very special and very, very specific about having these parts. And we'll get a little bit deeper into that. But as an African descendant, as a descendant of Africans, as a melanated woman, my relationship to my womb is very much entrenched in the history of generational trauma, right? Your parents could have raised you well. You could have had a very normal childhood and experience. But what you have to understand, what we know for a fact, scientifically proven, right, is that gener that trauma is, is, is garnered. That's not the word that I want, but that's the word that came. That trauma is um, in the, um, it is stored in our cells. That's what happens. So for example, you know, if you have ever gone to therapy, your therapist will always ask you, how was your childhood? And it isn't just because they're prying to be nosy. No, it's because what happened in your childhood imprints, it crystallizes, it becomes a belief and you carry it with you into your adulthood for and into perpetuity until if or until you become aware of that pattern and you do the work to change it, right? So a lot of what happens as a child, if it's, un, if it's not dealt with, we integrate it. And then eventually it comes out when we're older as our issues, right? And so if this is happening like right now in this experience as a child, think about what has happened over time, over lineages. So let's go a little bit deeper into this. So I'm talking about generational trauma. Scientists have noticed, scientists have done studies and they recognize, they did it on survivors of the Holocaust, that when you go through trauma, right, it affects the generations to come. Let's go deeper into that. When a woman is carrying her baby, she's carrying her fetus, but she's also carrying the eggs and the sperm of her unborn children. So I carried my children. I also carried the eggs and sperm, you know, of my grandbabies, you know, what will become my grandbabies. So I am influencing them. I influenced them when they're in the womb. So the womb is magnetic. The womb imprints, 
It imprints. We know through Dr. Emoto that water imprints whatever we give it, right? Dr. Emoto was able to take uh, pictures of molecules of water uh, that he froze and um, he would go in and find a way to capture these molecules. And what was special about this experiment was the molecules or the water um, was either prayed over, spoken over, cursed over, right? So, you know, they looked at the water of a lake that had been prayed over by the monks for six hours. What were, what were the molecules looking like before? What were the molecules looking like after? They looked at the molecules after the, you know, uh, classical music was being played, right? And they had beautiful images. They looked at the water of some of the dirtiest, they looked at the molecules of some of the dirtiest water in some of the major cities. And you can see the distortion of the molecules. They weren't looking as beautiful as, you know, as the other ones. And so the reason why I say this is because we're coming back now to the womb and we're coming back to a fetus being carried in the womb in the amniotic sac in what? In fluid, in water, right? Anywhere there's water, there's life. But water is a conductor and it imprints. So anything that you are thinking, feeling, saying, doing, acting, being, all of the above during pregnancy, you are giving this to your child. So if we move back again and we look at the generational trauma that women, men and women experienced through the ma'afa, through the slave trade, right? Through slavery. And we look at, you know, being, getting pregnant, first of all, what did that mean? Because you're just breeding to breed, right? Some women were stationed at particular plantations just for that reason, just to be bred. You know what I mean? You were paid, you know, a shilling per pickany. That's why you shouldn't call your child pickney, okay? <laughs> because it's actually stemming from that. It's stemming from slavery. So, you know, women were paid to, you know, pretty much, you know, just, just have children. And then think of when you were pregnant, you know, were you going to eat properly? Were you going to be sleeping properly? Are you working too hard? Is your family going to be torn apart from you? Is your husband going to be torn apart from you? Is your husband going to be, you know, um, tortured in front of you? Are your children going to be torn from you? All these things you are thinking about while you're pregnant. And whether you say it or not, it's imprinting on your children. So we have generational trauma. Dr. Joy DeGuri, she calls it post-traumatic slave syndrome, right? Where we are working with the residue of what is left. And so I'm just bringing all of this in so we can really get an understanding for what womb wellness is and why it's important. So we're talking about, you know, generational trauma and women during slave trade and, you know, knowing that we can imprint. Now, example, the Chinese in their medicine, they talk about, you know, ancestral qi or jing, you know what I mean? Um, and post, uh, uh, postnatal jing, you know? So they're talking about the energy that you're coming in with and what you're given through your ancestors. So this is real stuff. So let's think about that. What is the state? What is the emotional, physical, mental, and spiritual state of a woman and her womb? before, during, and after pregnancy, okay? So this is something for us to, to think about, okay? Now, it's important for us to know this medicine, 
Why is it important for us to know this medicine? Because we're in the process of remembering, remembering and reconnecting to ourselves. So once upon a time, things were a little bit more matriarchal, right? You can still see that, especially in the Judaic faith, right? Within the Judaic faith, it's a very matriarchal system. If you are not born um, of a Jewish mother, you are not of the Jewish faith. It's matriarchal. And that was the same thing in Kemet in Egypt, where the Jewish um, people were said to have stayed. And um, it was the same thing. That's how it used to be before the invaders came in. You were considered a heir to the throne if you were born through the queen. Matriarchal. Okay. So these men came in and they took it over. They were like, what are you talking about? What do you mean? You know, matriarchal. No, no, no. You know, we need to change this up. You know, what is all of this, you know, goddess worship and all of this stuff like that. Now, this goes into a very um, elaborate and intricate history. But what is important in that piece to know is that, um, Within that, there was a lot of medicine. There was a lot of knowledge of how to care for wounds, of how to care for women, of how to increase your um, longevity, you know what I mean? Um, through different kinds of practices via a matriarchal system, right? And so I'm just trying to, like I said, just sprinkle things here and there to give you all that understanding of what womb wellness is. So we are in the process of trying to reconnect to that, reconnect to ourselves. Now, the womb is very much connected to, um, through, to the planet's right? Um, because things are born through it. You know, like the planet is a living, breathing thing. It, it is, right? Like different areas of the world are experiencing different things and we don't know why, you know, nature has its own thing. And we say that nature is more feminine in its nature because of its ability to birth and regenerate itself, right? There's no father without the mother. There's no father without the mother. We can have a conversation with that about that, you know, but that's something to really think about. And so the womb also connects us to the universal energy field of the planet. Now, y'all have to understand, like I said, I'm coming in here with some different ways of thinking. OK, the planet in and of you have to think about it, the planet and the solar system and the universe. Like what's really going on? We are but a speck right in, you know, a four billion year experience, right? This is a, a blip. This is like the lint that's passing in the air, you know, that you see, you don't even know where it's going. You know, that's what this experience is. And the womb itself, right? Think about it. Where do these children come from? Where do these babies, when a woman conceives, where do these babies come from? Whether you believe in God, whether you believe in, I don't know what you believe in, afterlife, beginning life, before life. No, I don't know, right? But where do these babies come from? And so knowing that we're connecting to something bigger, larger, and greater through the womb, right? The ovaries carry the potential for humanity. That's what the ovaries carry. They carry all the eggs that a woman will ever have in her life, right? When, you know, invaders go into a, a country or a village or a city, they're going to kill off the warrior class and impregnate the women, 
right? So that their generation, their seed can continue to grow, right? So the ovaries contain the potential for humanity. The fallopian tubes are receptacles of higher information from spirit, right? Because like we said, these eggs carry a particular kind of energy. In Chinese medicine, we call it jing, right? Which is a little bit different than chi. But then it travels through these highways, you know, of information of the fallopian tubes and then it goes into the uterus, which is a creative center, a receptacle. And it holds this energy here and it incubates this energy. Whether the energy is a child, whether the energy is an idea, whether the energy is about moving forward or not, because the hips themselves also represent how we move forward in life. So we're looking at creative energy. We're looking at co-creative energy, because whether you believe in something greater or not, the point is you are creating with something greater than yourself. So you innately become a co-creator by virtue of having a womb and by virtue of being able to bring forth, uh, you know, that potential for life. Please excuse me. So um, knowing that this medicine is being revived again, we're hearing so much about feminine energy and what is this feminine energy and, you know, and, and, and the revival of this and everyone, you know, is talking about, I mean, if you've heard it or not, right? Everyone is talking about, there's a lot of self-care talk, right? There's a lot of coming back to the self, right? All of this is feminine stuff. So when we talk about masculine, we talk about go, being, doing, out in the world, the right side of the body, the actual physical right side of the body. We're talking about, you know, aggressiveness. We're talking about getting it done. We're talking about doing it. We're talking, you know what I mean? Like this is the kind of energy when you're talking about the feminine energy, it's the left side of the body. It's the quiet, it's the yin, it's the introspection, it's the soul, it's the nurturer, it's the female, right? So knowing these two aspects and how you inter how you interact with them, right, is important because it it like I started off in the beginning, I was mentioning that everything is connected physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, karmically, solarically, you know, cosmically. It just it's all connected. So what I wanted to go a little bit deeper into now is a little bit more into understanding the multidimensional aspects of womb wellness, right? So one of the first things I always tell women, I always tell people is that the womb is directly connected to the moon. The original word of sin used to mean in relation to the womb, um, excuse me, to the moon, right? Anything lunar. That's what the original word for sin meant, okay? And the moon was directly connected to women. And why is this? Let's break it down. The moon has four phases that it goes through, right? It has its new phase, its new moon where it's dark. You don't see it in the sky. It has its first quarter, it has its, uh, or its waxing phase where it's getting bigger. It arrives at the full moon where you see it. And then it has its waning phase, right? Where it's getting smaller again. So you have your new moon, your waxing moon, your full moon and your waning moon, right? So you go from nothing, it gets bigger, 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 bigger to full and it gets smaller, 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 smaller again to new. Okay, these are the four phases 
of the moon. Now, long ago, this calendar that we're working with right now, this calendar is a calendar of greed and war because it's based off of a 24-hour day with 60 minutes that focuses on financial gain and war. That's exactly what this calendar is about. Um, before this, and it's working with a different schedule, a solar schedule, right? It's following the solar schedule, and then they added all kinds of stuff. You know, this is why we get our off days, our 30, 31, 29 point, you know, all these different things. And this is important because the original calendars, a lot of the original calendars, I know that even um, a particular aspect, I'm not sure if all Jewish people follow the lunar calendar, but I believe that it... Um, that they still do, that um, some of their, their things are, are very much, um, they happen right after the first new moon of um, the this, this season in March or so, something like that, right? So all of this to say, um, the, the lunar calendar used to be three weeks long and 10 days per week. It was exact. It was exact. The menstrual cycle of a woman lasts four weeks. Okay, it, it has four phases to it. It isn't just, okay, my period started today and I'm bleeding for two, three, seven days. If you're bleeding more than seven days, that's not good. Okay, just to let you know that if you're bleeding for more than seven days, there's a problem that's there. Okay. Now, we have our menstrual phase, which is when we're bleeding. We have our follicular phase, which is when the egg is preparing itself to be released. We have our ovulation phase, which is when the egg is ready to be fertilized. And then we have our luteal phase. This episode is brought to you by my signature program, The Practitioner's Self-Care and Feminine Healing Training. Are you a doula, nurse, health practitioner, or healer? Are you living with unresolved reproductive health problems and want to understand deeply what's happening to your body? If so, you're going to love today's sponsor, my premium program, The Practitioner Self-Care and Feminine Healing Training. Healing your mind, body, soul, and womb using my three-phase womb cleanse program not only helps you heal your hormones, it helps to set the stage for a healthy pregnancy, birth, healthy baby, and much more, as well as a more in-tune, aligned, deep trust in your body. I created a quick womb health assessment to help you understand where the gaps are in your health and help offer direction on how you can move forward effectively on your journey. Visit my website, Cultivate Your Own, and my social media pages, Cultivate Your Own Wellness, to book a next step call with me and gain access to this womb health assessment. Once you've completed the assessment, we will hop on a call and discuss further so I can understand what your needs are and if you're a great fit for my six-month program. And let me tell you, it really works. Visit Cultivate Your Own Wellness and join the practitioner self-care and feminine healing training today. Be released again, okay? All of these phases are likened to the moon, right? In our new moon phase, it is our menstrual phase right? This is where the moon is dark. This is where you would be setting your intentions. And that's what you should be doing when you are um, menstruating. You shouldn't be pushing. You shouldn't be forcing. You shouldn't be trying to do all the things. You absolutely shouldn't be, especially if you feel it. 
right? Um, you've got to follow that. And I guarantee you, if you take more time during your cycle, however that looks, more toothpaste, uh, a, a longer nap, uh, an extra 10, 15 minutes in the shower, you know, like an extra nap, you know, or whatever it is, whatever you can do to preserve your energy, during your cycle, because I know that, you know, we got to work, right? People have stuff to do. But if you can do that, I guarantee you, you're going to bust out of the starting blocks when you get into your follicular phase. And the follicular phase represents the waxing phase where the moon is starting to get big. Because once you get to ovulation, it's like, blah. women tend to be more chatty around that time. You tend to want to be more in community with people. You know, you tend to want to, um, you know, go, go, do, 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 right? I'm getting some love because you all are understanding, right? And so after your ovulation phase, you go into your luteal phase. You go into the waning phase. So think of obvious, think of the full moon where the moon is full and then it begins to wane, right? You're preparing to go back into your menstrual cycle. Now, that luteal phase, that phase right before your period comes, it is a devastating phase for so many women. Now, I'm going to go into that. Why is this devastating? For a few different reasons. Now, this phase is important for women when it comes to connecting to your intuition, right? There's just a particular way that our hormones are working in harmony. When they're in harmony even when they're not, right? But when they're in harmony, there's more clarity. Um, there's a certain level of intuition that comes up. And what I have noticed is when women are denying themselves of this intuition, they may experience more PMS. It doesn't happen all the time. But when women are denying and suppressing their intuition or their urges, you know what I mean? These inner callings, because this is a very, very intimate thing. Nobody can experience your period for you. Right. And if your body is telling you things and you're going against it, your body is going to respond negatively. OK, so these are some of the things to think about. Like a woman goes through these stages. Now, the other thing about this phase here is it's the time of your month where you want to prepare to nest, to go in. Right now, you know, if we're not looking at it from a metaphysical, spiritual perspective, the body is waiting to see what am I going to be pregnant? Am I not going to be pregnant? Am I going to be pregnant? And if you are not pregnant, the release of the egg is like a mourning, right? There's an experience of a mourning that the person goes through, especially if you've been trying to have a baby, right? I mean, I know there's some people out there who are like, girl, I got my period and I'm really, really happy. If, give me some love if you've ever had that, okay? You just have to get your period, <laughs> right? But then you have the experience of, you know, or even maybe... um a project that you're working on, right? Like, like all of these things are connected. If you have been working on a project during this particular cycle and your project has not come to fruition and you're a little bit disappointed, you know, you may take it harder in this phase of your cycle. So pay more attention, pay more attention to what's happening to you every single week. You know, you can just break it down into seven major, seven seven days, right? Or depending on, you know, when your cycle, um, how long your cycle is. I tell people always, women are people, folks, <laughs> always pay attention to your day one, 
and your day 14. And then you can look at the variations because some women don't don't have a full cycle. You might have a shorter, um, you, you might, you know, only, you might bleed every 21 days, which is too short, you know, or 23 days, that's too short. You know, you want to be, um, you know, you want your period to be between 27 uh, to uh, 35 days, right? Like, you know, a full cycle. The moon cycle is 29.5. Okay. I don't want to be babbling on that too much. Um, so, so I was talking to you about how the womb and the moon are directly connected. Now, scientifically speaking, doctors and hospitals, please excuse me one second. Sorry. Scientifically speaking, um, the hospitals, right? Or maybe I shouldn't say an anecdotal, anecdotally, an anecdote, anecdotally. I think you guys know what I want to say. Um, when you speak to nurses and doctors, they will all tell you that during a full moon, people tend to be crazier. So I mentioned to you that um, Dr. Emoto did experiments on water crystals and they see that um, what you think and feel has um, influence on the water. But we know that the tides come in with the moon when the moon is full, you know, the, the waves are, are crashing more. The, it, it controls the waters on the planet. And if we are made of at least 70 percent, so depending on the source, they go up to like almost 90 percent water. Right. They say that the body is made of more um, liquid um, Then you, you know, you just kind of keep on coming back to and, and liquid is related to, to emotions, our energy, motion, energy, motions, our emotions, our energy, motions are moving through our body via fluids and liquids. So when we have stagnated energies, they can create clots and cysts and excessive mucus, right? So I'm just kind of bridging everything together so that we can really be uh, clear and know and see, you know, how all of these things link together. So astrologically speaking, um, if we connect ourselves to the womb, now, first of all, this is my disclaimer, okay? The planet has been here for millions of years. Every single year, the planet goes back to the same place every year. You'll call it your birthday. You'll call it your new year. Every single year, right? We have here in the Northern Hemisphere, we have summer, winter, spring, and fall, right? We have, you know, certain things that we go through, whether it's holidays or what, but these things, all of these holidays, everything is connecting itself to something. And so why am I saying this? Because... What we know is when you are born, there's a snapshot of, you know, that moment in the sky. And for a woman, there are power periods. There are moments in her day, in her life where there are power periods. The first power period is when you are ovulating. When you are ovulating, it's a power period for a woman. The second time, there's about 10 of them. I'm not going to name all of them. I'll name a couple of them. The second power period that a woman experiences is when the moon is in the um, lunar phase that it was in when you were born, right? So if you were born during a waxing moon or if you were born during a full moon, right? As well as when the moon is in the sign 
that it was in when you were born. So if you know anything about astrology, like example, I'm a Pisces. So I was born under the sign of Pisces. I have a strong Aquarian influence, but I'm a Pisces. I'm a fish. I'm water. My ascendant, the face that I show to the world is a cancer. So there's a lot of water, a lot of water that I have. But my moon is in Gemini. So anytime the moon moves into Gemini, that is a power period for me. Anytime the moon goes into Pisces, that's my sign. That's a power sign. For me, we're talking about the moon and the moon is connected directly to the womb, right? And we're looking at our emotions and we're looking at the power periods of women, men as well. But we're talking primarily about women, right? So you have your birth phase, you have your birth sign, and you also have when you're ovulating. So these are three periods right, of power that a woman goes through. So if you're curious to know about this, your, the, um, the phase of the moon and the sign of the moon, you can do that research really, really quickly. You can go online. You can look that up. All the charts, free charts will give you that information. Um, so coupling with this wisdom of, and I, and I know I'm just kind of putting all kinds of things on you, but I really want you all to understand the variations and the depth and the breadth that comes with knowing uh, what womb wellness is about and how it makes a difference in your everyday lives as women, as melanated women, as partners, right? And even for our men, it's important for them to understand that because when they're out there doing their shit, excuse my language, and they come back in there and they bring it to you, it goes into your womb because the womb is a receptacle and the penis is it's electric, it emits, right? So all of this is important to know. I'm going to get into that as well too, okay? So coupling with this wisdom, um, you know, one of the things that also comes with womb wellness are these wives tales, you know, where you hear about these stories and they say, oh, that's a wives tale. So I always like to ask myself, hmm, why am I hearing? Why am I hearing it, first of all? And why is it called a wives tale, a midwives tale? You know, um, like example, you know, um, don't walk around barefoot. You know, I heard this growing up as a child. Oh, don't walk around barefoot. It's not good for you. It's not good for your cycle. Well, growing up, I started to see this directly, like happen almost automatically. When I walked around on the floor with no socks and no shoes on, I got cramps, right? So no walking around on the floor or, um, you know, like just so many other things, you know, after you have your baby, I don't know what you heard, but I know I heard that, you know, my grandmother would tell me that they were supposed to lie down. You have to lie down flat on your belly. We don't understand why they're telling us to do this. They say it's to move gas in the belly, but I don't know. You know, these are the things that the grandparents are telling us. Tradition has it that that's exactly what it was, right? Like we're doing all the things like they don't do this. So medicine was taken away from women, right? We've heard about the witch hunts. We've heard about, you know, the, the, the inquisition. We heard about the crusades. They really made it a point to take away this medicine. Anything that was considered herbal was considered magic. And it was against the, uh, the church, against the order of the king. And so you were considered a witch. And so you were burnt. So the midwives, the herbalists, the healers, everybody, you had to go underground or you were killed, right? So these whispers in the wind of these stories that come to us, don't do this, try this, try this herb. I was watching 
um, an interview the other day and this woman was speaking and she was saying, you know, she was talking about her own experiences with her menstrual cycle and she was talking about, you know, the pain and discomfort she's feeling and then talked about, you know, oh, you know, my family's from the Caribbean and, uh, you know, they were suggesting that I take this and take that. And, you know, she was like, you know, I, I, I meddle in it, but I don't really know about it. This is the secret. Womb wellness is included in this. These are the tales. These are the secrets. These are, you know, the pieces of history that come back around to be revived, right, within us. And so as women, as we work towards, um, you know, unity, as we work towards coming together, you know, let's accept one another, you know what I mean? And let's embrace more of what we're hearing, not as, you know, um, as foolery, uh, but like, you know, just take a listen to it and let it sit first before you, you knock it down. Cause we often will knock things down because it doesn't sound right, you know, or it's very different from what we know, or we've been taught differently. Now, why am I saying these things? Because it's always going to come back to the multidimensional aspect of the individual who is manifesting in the physical form as a female with female parts. When you are denying yourself, when you're not able to connect to yourself, you will begin to form illnesses in your body, right? And we are spiritual beings. Having a physical experience. So the spirit is outside of you. It's outside of you, but it animates the physical body because that's the only way that the personality and the ego can interact with the world. Right. So the physical body is a vehicle, but you are resonating as far and wide as your hands and arms can go and even further beyond. Right. But just come back to that center. The womb is the actual physiological center of the body. It's the physiological center of the body, that, you know, image of da Vinci's code where the man is, you know, like in the circle with his arms wide out. The center of the body is below the navel. That's where it is. That's where the sea of chi is, right, in Chinese medicine. You know, this is where the sea of blood is, a little bit further down in Chinese medicine. There's so many core things happening in this area. So, we need to know this. We need to know, like, these are traditions that were kept. They were preserved because the Chinese were able to do that. They, the, the Indians were able to preserve themselves as well, too. The Native Americans were able to preserve some things. So things like, you know, wrapping your belly after birth or closing your hips after birth, doing a yoni steam, doing particular massages, doing, um, you know, particular breathing exercises that will influence your cycle and influence your hormones and influence your ability to manifest and create because that is the power that is innate in, in the womb, the ability to manifest and, and create, right? Think of those babies, right? And if you're not creating babies, you're creating other things. Some people will say, I'm not creative. Baby, you are. You are. When you woke up this morning and you got dressed, who decided what you were going to wear? When you got up this morning and you put on that yellow shirt and you decided that you didn't want to wear yellow today, you wanted to wear green. Who decided that? That's your creative side, right? We all have it. Now, some of us are more stagnated than others. But, um, you know, the state that we're in right now is a state of emergency, 
you know, it's a state of urgency and a state of emergency based off of how they're feeding us. They're feeding us energetically through the music. The lyrics in the music are confusing us, um, specifically women. Women are called bitches. Women are called hoes. We call ourselves bitches. We call ourselves hoes. We're over-exoticized and over-sexualized. We're loathed, right? We're deemed, you know, in, in uh, what was the word I was thinking? Not incomplete. I don't know why that's coming. But all of these different things are happening to us. So remember I started off by saying that we're confused based off of religion, based off society, based off of culture. We're confused as women, you know? And then you come into listening to all this music, baby, baby, baby. It's true. I remember I grew up slightly religious. I'm not religious now. I'm spiritual. But I remember hearing all the time. And they would say, be careful of the music that you're listening to. Now, in my experience, doing energy work and feeling energy moving with vibration and sound, right? How it's feeding us and what you're thinking is influencing you. And so if you're thinking and feeling, baby, baby, you know, he left me, he ain't coming back, he this and that, you know, bitches, hoes, and nah, 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 you know, and then you, you put this to the side. So this is happening in the background. There's like, that's what pop culture is, but this is happening in the background. And then when you engage in relationships with people feeling broken, not knowing your power, right? And getting involved with people and giving yourself away, right? Then you become a receptacle for people's garbage, <laughs> for people's garbage. You know, I've been saying this recently on my lives. Like I had one client, she said that she was in a relationship with somebody. This was her fuck boy. This was her fuck friend. She was in a relationship with him, but he didn't want to be in a relationship where he didn't really want to take anything seriously. And she was sleeping with him and he would tell her, you know, I feel so so much more relaxed after I sleep with you because I can release all of my stress. Sis, what did he say? He's sleeping with you and he's releasing the stress inside of you. He don't want to be in a serious relationship with you. He doesn't think that you're good enough to be a confirmed girlfriend, a wife or any of that material, but he is using your energy, your sexual, your sexual sacred energy, right? He's using that and he's depositing inside of you. Let's not even get into if he's sleeping with other women, because if he's sleeping with other women, he's bringing the energy of these other women into your vagina. Okay. Same thing with women who are sleeping around with other men. Now, I am not saying don't have your separate partners. You know, if you feel sexually free, if you want to express yourself in all the ways, you go for it. It's important though to understand spiritual hygiene, to understand sexual hygiene, to understand sexual kung fu, to understand ovarian kung fu, to understand that every single thing that you do affects your body and the womb is magnetic by nature, right? She takes in and she holds, she holds experiences. She holds people. She holds babies. She holds memories. She holds trauma. She holds cysts. She holds fibroids. She holds clots. She holds abnormal cells. She holds a lot of stuff. She holds your stress. She holds your dreams. She holds your emotions. You know, years, decades down the line, you're thinking about somebody in your belly jumps, right? She's holding on to these memories. So we have to remember all these things. We have to just kind of know and understand that womb wellness is not just about, you know, getting a woman to be stabilized in her monthly cycle. 
It isn't just about that. That is a very important piece of the puzzle because the imbalances that we're experiencing are based off of the extreme suppression that we're going through as women, as men, especially right now. We're seeing it. 2020, listen, this is about to like knock your socks off. We haven't even gotten through 2020 and we're going into 2021. So ladies, really, I, I ask you, you know what I mean? Like pay more attention to your inner voice. Pay more attention to your body symptoms, your cervical discharge, the color of your discharge, you know, what's happening on every day of your cycle. What are you feeling? What are you experiencing? What triggered you? What, you know what I mean? What sent you in this direction, excuse me, or the other directions, right? Like it's so important for us to start coming back to ourselves. Why? Because it's going to give us more of an equilibrium. It allows us to lean back. It allows us to stand down. It gives us permission to relax. It gives us permission to not move forward and to allow others to step up to the plate as opposed to thinking you have to do it because you are traumatized and you feel as though you need to control the situation right? Connecting back with your intuition is important. Connecting to your cycle is important. So many women are ambiguous about their cycles. They're angry. They don't want their periods to come. They're talking so negatively about it. And so when the period comes, it just come out, <laughs> tear you down, you know, you don't like me. Let me show you, you know what I mean? Why you shouldn't like me. We need to develop more amicable experiences. It's your cycle. It's your body. She's your womb. When you connect to your womb, you connect to a level of femininity, a level of generational healing, a level of lineages. Remember, you know, you're connected to your mother who's connected to her mother at the very least. And then when we're looking at it, you've got those seven generations behind you, scientifically speaking. And then esoterically speaking, you've got everyone is saying the same thing. Ladies, I implore you. I implore you, over the next month, pay attention to your body. Pay attention to the lunar cycle. You know, really just get quieter. That's what it is, quieter. Don't do all the things, don't. Especially if you feel like you have to, that's when you should definitely not do all of the things, you know? Put your hands on your belly, rub your belly, tell your belly that you love it. Even if right now you all have the worst relationship and you don't trust yourself and you don't trust your body and your body seems to be betraying you, you know, like you've got cramps, you've got urges, you don't know what's happening. You have to create and build and maintain and sustain a loving relationship with your womb, y'all. It wasn't easy for me. I didn't even want to do this work. <laughs> I didn't want to do it. I was like, really? This is, this is, I, I was, I was doing other stuff. I was traveling. I was performing internationally as a singer with Cirque du Soleil. I was dancing internationally with an African contemporary dance company. I, I wasn't, I, I was into natural medicine, but I wasn't trying to like focus on womb wellness. That wasn't what I wanted. It came to me. It came to me. And I'm so glad that it didn't stop because the way that I, I have been able to heal. I'm still healing. But the way that I have been able to heal and affect 
the other women around me and my family, you know, how I view myself as a woman, as a woman, who, as a mother. Um, and for those of you who are not mothers and want to be, you know, like coming to terms with, you know what I mean? Like, what is that role? You know what I mean? To have been born as a womb carrier, to have been born with these parts, but not be able to you know, perform its function the way that society says. But because society says that you should have a child and you want a child, that doesn't mean that's what the role of your soul wants for you in this particular experience. Y'all, the womb is magnetic and receptive. Lean back and receive, right? Discern. Discern what you need. Understand that the sacred and the profane live together. Thank you so much for all this love. The sacred and the profane, they live together. And how do you discern this and how do you differentiate this in your life? And so, you know, womb wisdom, this is lifelong self-care. That's really what it is, you know, unless something has happened to you and you have had to had your womb removed, your womb is with you from the day you're born until the day you die. And it's a very intimate journey, right? So um, that's it. I just came here today to share this love with you, this passion of mine that I have for womb wellness, for our women, for our people, uh, for the planet, you know, really uh, about, you know, balancing that masculine and feminine energy now, because that's what it is. Patriarchy is you know, being torn from the bottom, you know what I mean? Like top down, you know, coming down and the rise of this feminine energy, the rise of this care for the self, be a little bit more, do your, your thing, you know, live your vision, be creative, manifest your life as opposed to what is set in stone and has to go with authority. You know, let's, let's play with it. Let's blur those lines. Let's be true and authentic to ourselves, okay? My name is Odessa Thornhill. My Cultivate Your Own Wellness is the name of my handle. Excuse me, Cultivate Your Own Wellness is the name of my handle. I am a womb wellness therapist, and I thank you so much, so, so much for joining me this evening. Be inspired to do for yourself what you would do for someone else. to do for yourself what you would do for someone else get up off your bed and walk your time is now so don't be fooled I see you questioning the simple sign Step out of line, it's time to move. Hey, 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 oh. Be inspired to do for yourself what you would do for someone. What else. you would do, what you would do for someone. Be inspired to do for yourself what you would do for someone. Oh!